0: Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 141 of the Real Life Runners Podcast. Structure and plans matter if you actually want to be successful. Raw talent and working hard will get you pretty far, but structure is really important in reaching your goals. And today we're going to cover that plus why you may be resisting structure in the first place.
1: This is the Real Life Runners Podcast and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running.
0: So today we wanted to dive a little bit into the world of structure and success. And this kind of comes off the tail of our live workshop that we did this week about discovering the training plan that's right for you. So shout out to all the people that joined us live for our, our workshop this week. It was really fun hanging out with you guys and we look forward to doing more of those in the future. And we just talked about structure and training plans and kind of the framework that we need for any training plan that will lead to success.
1: Right. And so, you know, we're we're trying to figure out how to put the the workshop together. And it just got me spiraling on the idea of, of what is success and how structure is super important and how they're, they're really tied together that if you really want to aim for high levels of success, that you need to have a plan. Mm -hmm. And so I I sat down and I I went to go write the outline for this, this podcast. And I'm like, I'm going to write it all about structure. And I just start typing and I type the word success and not the word structure. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, I think that's actually that's where it starts is, yeah, structure is important, but it's important for what? It's important so that you can reach that level of success mm-hmm. that you're actually aiming for.
0: Absolutely. And success is one of these things that is kind of a vague concept because it's truly defined by each individual. What success means to you is is probably different than what success means to me. And it's what success is different for Kevin. And it's different for every individual because all of us define what success means in our life.
1: Right. So I think that we should take a look at, at certain definitions and, um, hopefully we agree on uh, on the the final <laughs> one here we'll see how this goes
0: yeah but before we get into that i do want to make a quick announcement that the real life training academy real life runners training academy is currently open for enrollment this week only so if that's something that you've been waiting for for the last couple of months and for us to open it back up again now is your chance to get in, so if you go to yourrunningplan.com, you can sign up today. Um, like I said, the doors are only open for a few days um, so that we can get in, make sure that everybody is set and ready to go once uh, we close the doors. We like to open them and then close them so that we can make sure that we can take care of all the people that enroll.
1: Yes, everybody needs to be taken care of just a little bit at the beginning, make sure that they uh, they understand the setup of the whole, the whole academy. Itself. Right,
0: so if you want to join the academy, yourrunningplan.com, now let Let's get back to success okay so some people might define success as joy in what they have right like gratitude this comes from a lot of the, the gratitude that you're successful as long as you can find joy in what you currently have
1: yes that everybody's a success as long as they can simply look around and smile and it's sort of like well that that's great but is there a level of you that that's faking it at that point point? and Ooh. I think that some people are in fact that, that they look around at what they have and they're like, yep, nope, I'm satisfied with what I have. This brings me joy and I'm good. And I think to some level that that takes away from greater levels of success. I'm not saying you should not be satisfied with what you have. You shouldn't be happy with what you have. But I don't think that that's that Caps it. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's the full picture of success.
0: You're basically what you're saying is that there's a difference between gratitude and success. Yes, like you can still be grateful for what you have and still strive for more.
1: I think that being grateful for what you have is part of success. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's half of the picture. Is Mm -hmm. you have to be legitimately, genuinely, truly grateful for what you have, Mm -hmm. and yet that's not the full definition of success. Right. Is there's more beyond that. So. So I think people that are just like, I'm just super happy with what I have around me. This is great. This is amazing. I think that there's something missing.
0: It can be. I I, I would agree with that. Um, I think that, like you said, I think it's just an incomplete definition yes. that, you know, you can definitely be satisfied. You can definitely be grateful for what you have, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have reached success. Some people might say so, but like, you know, is that the full extent of it or do you think that part of it could also just be like settling for less than what's possible
1: yes settling for less than what's possible and if you're really happy with where you are If you are still in that spot 10 years from now, are you still going to be that same level of happy? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to look back 10 years and be like, I wonder if I could have gotten farther. I wonder if right now I should be further along because I'm still in that same happy place I was 10 years ago. But what if I could have done more?
0: Well, that would then take away that level of success then, right? Yes, it was. And I and I feel like this is kind of an evolving and changing definition. It's one of those moving targets.
1: Completely. Yeah. Totally moving target. Yeah.
0: All right, so far we're green on on this, so let's keep going. This is
1: promising. <laughs> All right. Some some may define success as that thing that's out of their reach. Okay. All right. I think this is an awful definition of it. It's yeah. so negative because that person sets themselves up as impossible to be successful. Mm-hmm. They've basically already defined themselves as an unsuccessful person because success is that thing that they can't have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's definitely not a good <laughs> way to view success in my opinion either. It's like
1: the polar opposite of the other one. Yeah. Like there's no gratitude with where you're currently at. Mm-hmm. Success is that thing that you can never quite get to.
0: And I, yeah. And so really I think that both of us, Agree that success is really a combination of the two, right? Like you want to be grateful for what you currently have, but you also want to be pushing yourself to see what else is possible.
1: Right? It's the combo. It's it's gratitude and curiosity. I think. Ooh, I like that. I think the curiosity, the experimenter. I mean, we talk about that that sort of mind frame of mm-hmm. what else is possible, while still being grateful and happy with what you're surrounded with. Because mm-hmm. you have to start there. Like if you're not joyful with what you've got, then it's it's not the right frame of mind to even try and go from Mm -hmm. because you're just going to be so annoyed with the world around you that you're going to be focused on, I'm not happy with this. And the more you focus on, I'm not happy with this, the more you're going to get stuck in that
0: world. Right. And that kind of goes back to the uh, mindset of abundance versus scarcity of, and it also kind of goes to the subconscious level and the universe level and the law of attraction and those kind of things that we've spoken about before is if you're focusing on the negative most likely you're going to get more negative in your life if you're you are focusing see more negative right if you're focusing on what you don't have then that's that's what that's what you're putting out there, right? So that you're just going to keep getting more of that, keep seeing more than that. Um, but yes, focusing on what you're grateful for and being abundant in that kind of mindset is going to help bring more abundance in. So you can say, you know, this is what I want to do, but don't focus on the fact that you're not there yet. I think it's important to have that as like a beacon, almost like that lighthouse that you're reaching and striving toward while, and still realizing that that success is inevitable. You will. Will achieve that in, at some point in time. Um, so don't focus on the fact that you're not there yet. Otherwise it's going to be much harder for you to get there.
1: Right. So you stay happy with where you are. You still have that beacon out in front of you that you're striving towards. All right. So why does success matter in the first place?
0: Well, cause it does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: cause, cause that seems pretty clear and straightforward. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So that they, cause it just, it does. Well, I
0: think success matters. Yeah. I mean, it like, I guess it depends on the kind of person you are and the life that you choose to lead. But I feel like if you're one of our listeners, that success matters to you. I feel like runners in general, you don't you don't just run um like you're you're looking for something when you decide that you're going to run. Whether or not it's because you want to be healthier, you want to change your body, you want to challenge yourself, you want to just, you know, take charge of your health. Like there's something that's driving you to run. And so I think that they understand, anyone that's listening to this podcast understands that success does matter. Like you want to strive for more. You want to be your best self. You want to be successful in running, in life, in your career, whatever it is that you're trying to take on.
1: I completely agree with that because I think that success is directly connected to your satisfaction with your life, mm-hmm. your joy, your happiness, like your emotional state. I think that the more you connect to feeling successful, which does not mean that you've gotten everything that you ever could could imagine. That's why I think it's important to define success as grateful for what you have and still striving for more. Mm-hmm. So then you can see yourself as a successful person who is still striving to be more successful. Right. Like that's, that's that's the key.
0: Yeah. You can be successful in the moment without having attained all of your goals yet.
1: Right. Which is really tricky. A lot of people are like, well, I I can only be successful once I've made it to that point. Mm -hmm. And so since success and happiness sort of seem to connect to each other, if you point out that you can't be successful until you've covered X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. then you that also means that you can't be happy until well, you've checked those boxes off either.
0: And it also qualifies your success too. Yes, uh, it, it makes it so that, I mean, so many people have this experience, right? Like we've talked about how when you cross the finish line and you set a goal for yourself, let's say you wanted to PR in a certain race and you cross that line and you hit it, then you're happy, but then you're also like, okay, what's next? You know, like <laughs> your brain kind of goes to the next thing. So if you accept that, yes, I am a successful person. I am successful in my life right now. That means that I will achieve these goals that I have set for myself and continue being successful. Like it's that being, it's that identity level again. Like I am successful. I'm not, it's not that it's qualified that, oh, I will be successful once I X, Y, or Z. It's that I am right now and I'm going to do things that successful people do.
1: Right. I'm a successful person. Mm -hmm. You go the extreme example. I, I I like to take the extreme example in running of uh, Kipchoge. Mm -hmm. You know, he was a successful runner before he broke two hours. Like he'd already won major marathons, like super incredibly successful. He was the world record holder. And then he went out and tried to break two hours and then didn't do it. And, I don't think that he saw himself as a failure at that point. No. He's still an incredibly successful person. Right. Then he went out and broke two hours in a marathon. And it's not like he was like, well, sweet, I'm done. I'm going to go take a nap now. Like he's... He probably
0: na- did take a nap.
1: Probably. But then, <laughs> then he was back at training camp. Right. And he was back, not just like him pushing it out there like he was back at training camp with his whole crew and they were back to like the fundamentals of like making sure that you know they were taking care of lifting weights and doing drills and like he had taken it back to that level to make sure that he was ready to continue doing things that would get him even further it's not like he broke two and was like well that's it i have the record i've broken two i've done everything that could possibly be done and and he was he retired right because going
0: well because he knows that he's not done yet like and his running career is isn't done yet. He knows that he still has potential in him. He doesn't know what that necessarily looks like, right? Like, okay, I've, I've, I've hit these goals. And I think that can be a tricky part of success and goal setting is that once you do hit those goals, then you have to set new ones. So like we said before, success is a moving target.
1: You got to think that he's, he's, trying to set the world record as sub two now and is a oh, little annoyed yeah. that races are getting canceled.
0: Oh yeah. I, I think that's <laughs> got to be the next goal, right? Is to actually do it in a race.
1: Right. Cause he's done it, but it, it doesn't technically count because yeah. he did it with illegal pacing and all sorts of right, stuff.
0: Exactly. So going back to success, when viewed from the right perspective, success easily connects to happiness. Um, but it also requires effort, right? Can like, can you think of a time where you have found deep and long lasting joy when success just kind of falls in your lap, like when it comes easily. Like does that really make you satisfied and happy?
1: Like I can remember running down the street one time and I found five dollars on the side of the road. Mm. Like it sounds like a terrible story because that's how you have to end the terrible story. <laughs> like you're telling the story and it doesn't have a good ending and people are looking at you like, why are you sharing this with me? You're like and then I found five dollars. Yeah. Um
0: but didn't you find like a hundred dollars one time?
1: I found three ten dollar bills wrapped up in each other. Oh
0: that's what it was? But I thought you found a couple twenties that one time. I found
1: three Oh, okay. Um, and, and I can remember that and it was cool, but it, this isn't like a story that I go out and I share like regularly with friends. Like I happened to remember that cause I was scrolling through old pictures, mm. um, on my phone and, and found that one. Um, but it wasn't like I finished that run and was like, this is the greatest run of my life. I found $30. I didn't, try to find $30. Like that wasn't a trick. I ran down the street and it was sitting there on the side. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool, but I've had track workouts that I was throwing up off the side of it that I didn't even make it through and hit all of my splits. Those were better runs than the one that I found $30.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I think that kind of points out the fact that, you know, satisfaction doesn't come through the shortcuts, right? Like you, you can't shortcut and just be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do it. And it's not going to take as long. Like sometimes it feels good, but then I feel like when you work really hard and then you finally attain it, even if it's something, especially if it's something that you haven't achieved multiple times and you keep working at it and keep working at it and then you finally get it, there's just such a greater sense of satisfaction in that than if like you hit something the first time you try it.
1: Yeah. And, and That really easily goes to running PRs of, well, you know, I was trying to break 30 minutes in a 5K and I went out and I ran 28.30. Awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, you're going to need to drop that number down a little bit faster and find something that's a little bit more challenging and and maybe show up and try it. Like, I remember kids on our cross country team that were trying to break 20 and the one kid ran like a 20.01 they're like, are you kidding? 2001. Mm And I mean, it's a cross country 5k. So who knows how long that race actually was? (laughs) Yeah, Like that's not precisely measured at 3.1 miles. Maybe they did break 20 minutes for the 5k. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were off by 20 seconds. You just don't really know. But to them, they missed it by a second. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, all right, well, I'm going to try it again in the next race. And they were even farther back. And like, it took them several races before they had like everything lined up and then they dropped it well under and they hit like a 1940. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow, this is amazing. I did it. Like, yeah, you essentially did it a month ago. But that time where it, the clock was still in the teens when they mm-hmm. crossed, it meant so much more because it wasn't easy at all.
0: Right. Exactly. I agree. I think that success means a lot more like once you have that effort like the increased effort levels that you need to attain certain levels of success definitely definitely lead to greater satisfaction once those goals are attained and that can kind of connect us to to happiness right like are we really happy when we achieve the goals is it the milestone is it that um that thing that makes us happy or is it in the striving, you know, the, the journey toward that goal that actually makes us happier. And, and then also is that goal connected to something greater than ourselves?
1: Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of things there. I want to (laughs) kind of look at the, uh, the last one real quick of, is that goal connected to something beyond us? Yeah you know cuz there's a certain level of of happiness that we can have in simply our own personal success like just isolated all on our own what did that success mean just to us but when you tie it to a bigger picture, when you tie it to your family, when you tie it to your friends, when mm-hmm. you're you and and a group of people are all achieving a goal together, yeah, you know, then then it becomes more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Then that success is is compounded. That success grows exponentially because you've got more people connected to it. Mm-hmm. So then it's not just your success; it's our success. It's right. the success of a crew.
0: Yeah, I mean, like going back to the example that you just shared with our cross country team. That person that you were talking about that was trying to break 20, she finally did it when it was at an important meet for the team. Like, she didn't do it in, like, some of the, like some random meet earlier in the season. That's when she would hit that 2001 and kind of just not break it. And then once it really mattered for the team, wasn't it the regional meet? That it's it the happened? regional meet, I think. Okay, so it was whether or not the team was going to go on to states. So suddenly this became about so much more than the number on the clock. This was her helping her team get to states. So she really didn't care about the number on the clock at that point. That was a secondary you know goal at that point in time the goal was we need to get the team to states there's a greater purpose here so i need to run as hard as i can so that i can beat as many people as i can so that i can score points for the team as low as i can right cuz in cross country for those of you guys that aren't familiar you score points based on the your finishing place in the race so if you finish first place in the race you get 1 point if you finish fifth place you get 5 points and you add up the scores of the top 5 runners and the lowest score wins, so when we 're looking to move on to states that 's how they determine who the fastest teams are the you know lowest scores are the ones that move on to states, so that 's all she cared about at that point in time she didn 't care about the time on the clock; she cared about scoring as little uh, the least amount of points possible so that her team can get to states and that
1: was the entire discussion heading into that race right. like. I, I can go back and think about what we were talking about in the days and weeks, and literally walking towards the starting line. Mm-hmm. There was no discussion of coach. What splits do I have to hit to try and break twenty? What What right. do you think I should be at at the one mile mark? No. The question was, who do I need to be with? Who do I
0: need to beat? Yeah, like, like y- y- who do I need to run with? Who do I need to beat?
1: Who Who can I stay ahead of? Who Who do I need to stay with? Mm. Like. Let me know, like she didn 't care what her split was at the one mile mark, right. she cared what place she was in at the one mile mark, mm-hmm. like where am I because the time is irrelevant at that point. Right. Where am I? where are my teammates? Do I need to move up? like is my team with me? Are they supporting like do I need to get two more people that i wasn 't planning on getting because I can do it if I need to mm-hmm. like that 's where she was at
0: that day right and and we also throughout the the course of those few weeks. Explain to her that, you know, when you run a 2001, you have the total <laughs> capability of running under 20 minutes. Like, you've already done it. It just hasn't happened on the clock yet. Like, you already have achieved that. You just haven't done it on the clock yet. So, trying to kind of get that into her mind also, I think, you know, kind of helped her to get over that little hurdle as well. Like, you know, because sometimes we've had other kids on the team that, there's, like, some sort of, like, block around a certain number, right? They just don't think that they are capable of hitting that. So they will literally slow themselves down. Like, if they feel like they're going too fast, if they're hitting splits that are faster than they should, like, if they come across in the one mile and they're, like, way faster, like, oh, I better slow down. I'm going to burn out at the end. And they end up actually holding themselves back from what they possibly could achieve because they're afraid that, you know, that success is not going to happen if they go out too fast. Well, so
1: so many of us do that and it's way beyond just running. Yeah. We're like, oh, I'm going to start down this path, but uh, it it seems like it's going well so far, but I don't know how long I'm going to be able to last at it. Mm -hmm. I should pull back and try something a little bit safer. Right. When your success would then lead to greater success beyond just you you're more willing to take that risk Mm. of... Uh, I don't know if this is going to pan out, but for the chance that it does and the chance of how, what that success could mean to not me, but to all of those around me, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it my best and I'm going to strive. I'm going to be happy with the result no matter what, but damn, I'm going to try really hard for as best as I possibly can.
0: Right. Exactly. Because we can help other people directly, right? Like our team is a, is a great example of this. Like her finishing place directly help the rest of the team so when you have that that direct connection with the people that you're trying to help that is a very strong driver for you to want to achieve higher levels of success but you can also help people in a, a more vague sense right like just by inspiring other people i mean we saw a wonderful example of this in the tribe this week when When um, one person posted that they had committed to doing our May challenge, which is one mile per day, um, a, a mile per day in May or 10 minutes minimum. And so she, we had storms, we had thunderstorms that she, or she had thunderstorms that she was dealing with. So she literally walked a mile in her house and she posted that. And then that inspired at least two or three other people to do the same exact thing.
1: Yeah. And I mean...
0: And that's not why she posted that.
1: No, she didn't post that. She posted that to make sure that, like, look, I'm checking in. This is a personal... Yes, personal accountability. And other people were like, well, if you did it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And then the third person's like, well, if both of them did it, I'm sure I can do this also. And you know their family might be looking at them like, wow, mom's totally lost it. Well, somebody
0: made a comment about the dog. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the dog was looking at at them like, what are you doing?
1: Like, I'm the only one that paces up and down that much. (laughs) Yeah. But... While your kids are looking at you possibly thinking, well, they've completely lost it now, <laughs> another part of them realizes that you're making your fitness and your commitment to yourself a priority mm. and that that matters. And maybe they're not going to be able to repeat that back to you depending on their age. Right. but. It's seeding it in them. Like it's coming. It's a little bit that exercise and personal care matters to you. And if it matters to you, it matters to the family. So they should take care of themselves as well. That's hugely inspiring. So why why would you not just keep striving?
0: Right. And it's it's also a matter of integrity. Like doing what you say you're going to do. You made a commitment to something and I'm I'm you know, I'm gonna do anything I can to fulfill that commitment that I've made. And maybe you made that commitment to somebody else. Maybe you just made that to yourself or maybe it's both. And I feel like sometimes we give up on ourselves too easily. We let ourselves off the hook way too easily. Oh, yeah. and, and that leads to a lot of unrest and a lot of um, turmoil within us. You know, when, if you just, if you decide and you commit to something and you say, I'm going to do this and this is what, success means to me or you know however you want to define it if you stick to that you just even if you don't achieve that thing as long as you keep working at it and keep striving towards it you're going to feel so much more aligned with who you are as a person.
1: Yeah I mean the the one mile or 10 minutes a day challenge in May is is a great example of this. A lot of people are using the accountability of the Facebook tribe yeah. to stay consistent on this, to be able to get out. They're posting, you know, every single day, look at me, I got another mile and, and you know, sometimes it's just a mile to make sure they're hitting the thing and sometimes it's like, all right, my my mile today was twelve, you know, or whatever the, the crazy distance is that some people are out there going and other people are at a mile a day and staying consistent. If there wasn't the like direct accountability of posting your picture and your daily results in the tribe, Would you have given up on it if you were only being held accountable to yourself? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people might not be still going this many days into it. I was going for a while and then, um, you know, I, I got a spot on my abdomen that started hurting and I'm like, I need a rest day. I need to not go out and go for a mile today. And it mattered more to me that I took that day off, that I was taking care of myself than that I was keeping up you know, a, a run streak. Mm-hmm. like And I, a couple of years ago, I had a run streak that I pushed through pain on the side of my knee. I'm like, all right, this might not be the best thing, but I've been going for three months, so I got to keep going. And mm-hmm. in this one, I'm like, oh, I'd, I'd like to keep posting daily and say, look at me go, but I need an off day.
0: Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's more important, right? And so I think that this takes us to our third main point, which is success lies in the actions taken to achieve more, not the results, okay? And we've already started to touch on this a bit so far in this episode, but... It's really the journey. It's it's all about the journey. It's The results are great. And and we like to kind of think of this when we talk about races as well, how the race is really just your victory lap yes. of everything that you've been doing over the course of that training plan, that cycle, that year, the last five years, the last 10 years, whatever it might be, however long you've been running, how however long you've been building up to achieve that result, if you do get it then that's, that's like the, the victory lap. That's all that is. It's just the celebration of everything that it took for you to get there.
1: Right. The race is a celebration. That's why you dress up in fancy clothes and so many people are there cheering <laughs> because it's a party. Exactly. Like that's why it. That's why you need the crowd because mm-hmm. it's a celebration. And it's not just yours. It's a celebration of everybody. That's why people are able to do crazy things in races because the, the energy is so high of mm-hmm. everybody coming out and celebrating what they've been working on for months. Yeah,
0: exactly collective energy and that collective consciousness of that's all directing, you know, towards, towards that, you know, towards achievement, towards success. Like, there's something that's just so contagious about that. So that kind of takes us to thinking, okay, what about achievement here? Like, if success is in the actions and not the results, well you know, we still need some sort of plan. Like we need some sort of direction and achievement, like achievement of those results that is going to allow you to get on that journey, which is really what we are looking for here, needs some sort of goal that you can start to strive to and then you need a plan to help you get there.
1: And and you need both. Yeah. Like you need you need a target. Um, and then, once you 've got the target, then you need to figure out, okay, this is what I think is going to take take me there and give it a shot, you know give it a shot. maybe the world says that 's not exactly how you 're going to get there, but you still want a goal, you still need something sitting out
0: there right because you know it 's true you know the the success is in the journey, but you can 't just be floundering with no destination in mind like that 's not going to work out well that 's not going to lead. To good results.
1: No, I played that game for a while. Back when we <laughs> were living in Miami. Like, I would work out regular. I was running a lot. Yeah. And I would work out really, really hard. But I had no focus on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was putting a whole lot of time and effort into it. But it wasn't really progressing because there was no cohesive strategy to it. Mm. So I think some structure is super important. Plans create order in this crazy swirling world that we live in, let alone the craziness of right now. But in general, mm-hmm. like our world is crazy and busy and full of distractions, structure is Gives it some order. Structure says, this is the plan of attack to get you from where you are. This is a good plan to head towards that goal that you want.
0: Right, but Kevin... Yes, structure can feel so limiting at times, right? I don't really want to be limited by this plan. I want to be able to go out and do what I want to do on any given day.
1: Right. But I want to have freedom. I would like my freedom. I want to do whatever I want. Well, that's the problem is it goes exactly back to how I was training back when we were living in Miami Mm -hmm. is if every single path is available to you then you just feel super overwhelmed and you end up choosing none of them, Mm -hmm. okay? If you have 400 paths and they're all gonna get you to the goal you still have to pick one, right? Like you still need to take a path and strive down that path. Structure narrows those options down. Structure says, okay, yes, there's 400 paths in front of you, but those ones don't fit into your daily schedule. Those ones over there don't fit into your weekly schedule. Those ones don't fit into your timeline that you're aiming for. Structure helps you figure out which path works best for you.
0: Right. And that that's really the key. You know, you need to find something that is going to work well for you. Like you need a plan and a structure that's going to consider your priorities and your values and your timeline, your experience, right? Like this is why, yes there is no one perfect training plan out there that's right for everyone. And if anyone that tells you that is just not telling you the truth, like, but there is a perfect training plan out there for you based on all of these things. You need to base these things on your, your goals. You need to base them on your experience. You need to base them on your current lifestyle and all of those things, all of the different factors in your life make you different than every single runner on the planet. So yes, there, you could have success using a plan that somebody else uses for sure. But could it be the level of success that you could achieve with something that's more tailored to you?
1: Right. And that's where success and happiness and lining things up for you is, is, is the best plan here is you need a plan that works for you. If you take, You know, you look up that you can find all sorts of professional runners and their training plans, and then you can bring it down and be like, okay, that's how I would tailor it down and be my mileage, but that super crazy professional athlete's training plan... It's
0: not the same plan.
1: It's not the same plan, one. And two... Do you want to be on the same training plan as a professional runner? Mm -hmm. You probably have some different goals. You have different timelines. You have different structure in your life.
0: Are you able to take a nap in the middle of the day?
1: Right. And so by trying to force you, force their plan into your schedule, I don't think that you're going to be as happy ...with the world around you as you could be and that takes away from your success because you're you're choosing to limit your current level of happiness by choosing somebody else's plan. Choose your plan. Yes, it seems structured to come up with a plan that goes for you, but that plan, once you work it out to be your plan, once you tailor it down to be yours then gives you guidance and then it gives you this sense of security that that's my plan, some ownership of it, that this is my plan and this is how I'm going to strive towards my goal.
0: Right. Um, so when you start with that well thought out plan that fits into your life, it that it's that structure that actually provides you more freedom to, to be able to do some adventuring you know like you can you can do a little bit of experimenting as long as it's within your plan within your structure and it it's also very important to think about how this plan fits and then commit to it and then actually carry through on the plan in order for you to see those results okay because there's a lot of times people Will choose a plan and then they question it well is this the right plan for me I'm not sure if this is the right plan for me and so you know maybe that plan was right for me maybe if I just do like part of this plan and part of that plan if I kind of try to combine them then that will work for me and I mean that could work you know you can take a couple different plans and actually try to merge them into making one that seems better for you but then once you have the one that's better for you then you need to stick to that one one. right
1: yes that's exactly what I was gonna say is sure take a combination of several plans turn them into one
0: but don't jump from one to the other
1: that's the issue Mm -hmm. is once you've gone and you've combined the plans and you've created the plan for you that looks like it's gonna fit your schedule then ride that guy out yeah and fully commit to it. Don't tiptoe in. Don't be like, eh, this one might work. Maybe I should just fall back on that one that sort of worked last time. Last time was good enough. No, no, no. Step up, see if this new one is even better and go all in on this one. Um, it reminded me of Robert Frost's poem, Two Roads Diverge in a Yellow Wood. Mm-hmm. That's Frost, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty I, sure. I,
0: I haven't been in English Lit in a long time.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's a long day of when I, yeah. I started typing and this. I'm thing. pretty sure that's Frost. Okay. So, but the the one line is that he starts looking down the one path, and then it bends, and he realizes that he can't go down both paths. Mm-hmm. Like he looks as far down the one path as he possibly can, but he can't see all the way to the finish line, and he can't take both paths, right. and so he takes the one less traveled, and, and and you know, that's the line is and that has made all the difference. He could have taken either of them. Yeah. And that's the thing is both of them may have ultimately got there, but you don't know until you've fully invested and taken that path. Right. And there's the line in it of like I looked down the one path as far as I could, but I couldn't see all the way down it. You can't. You can't test both roads simultaneously. Right. You need to pick one and ride that thing through and see if you get the results. And then since running's a giant experiment, if it worked, stick with that one. Maybe run that cycle again. Maybe tweak it a little bit. If it didn't work, try something else. That's the fun and experiment of running.
0: Yeah. But like, if you get to your plan and you're like, you, you hit a Tuesday in week five and you're like, oh, I don't really know if I like that workout maybe I should go back to the other plan then you're just like picking and choosing and then there is no vision there is no structure there is no path to success you're just kind of throwing darts at a wall
1: right and throwing darts at a wall is not necessarily the best plan of action for the greatest level of success and if it if you're throwing darts and then you are successful it goes back into that part where success lands in your lap and it doesn't really feel as satisfying
0: yeah So now we can agree that success is being content with what you have, being grateful for what you have while still striving for more and that True success is found through structure. We need a goal, we need a plan to get there, and we, we need commitment to that plan. I'm
1: so glad that we've agreed up to here.
0: So far, so good.
1: We're three of the four points <laughs> through the outline and we're still together.
0: Well, so part of what makes this so exciting is that, you know, when you start striving for more, when it allows you to see the possibilities that surround you. And that can be super exciting and eye-opening because maybe you just never considered those things before. Maybe you never considered yourself a real runner, you know, air quotes around those. Yes, definitely. Uh, um, You know, I know that that's definitely something that I suffered from when I was starting out on my running journey. I never thought I was a real runner and I would would compare myself to Kevin or I would compare myself to other quote unquote runners out there. And I just ran because I was trying to stay in shape or I was trying to maintain my fitness. Um, And then it was just, I'll remember, I remember so clearly going to Kevin's first half marathon and just seeing the just variety of people that were running this half marathon it was people of all shapes and sizes of all different age levels like finishing times you know ranging throughout the the gamut there and I'm like okay, like all of these people are running a half marathon. Would I actually tell any of them that they're not a real runner? Like, of course I wouldn't, right? Like you're out there running a half marathon. Like clearly you're a runner.
1: (laughs) That would be so mean. <laughs> like well, unless like, you
0: finish under two hours, you're not really a runner, right, like to yeah. just
1: stand there at the finish line and I mean that's at <laughs> such a number that people put on a half marathon nope. is two hours, so like if you just stood there and waited for the clock to hit two hours and then just started name calling as they went across like the person at like two hours and thirty seconds, not a runner, not a runner. <laughs> like
0: you don't get a medal you don't get a medal like that that's terrible it that would be like you would, awful you would never do that right and so but that was one of the things that just became so eye-opening for me you know like a 5k like our local 5k is that's one thing you know there's there there's lots of shapes and sizes there but like a half, marathon, a half marathon you know what i mean like in my head that would was never anything that i ever considered doing like that i ever considered that i could do
1: when you were growing up, did you used to watch the Iron Man on TV?
0: I loved watching the Hawaiian Iron Man. It was,
1: it was the best. I don't know
0: if it was when I was growing up. I'm not sure when I started watching it, but I, I do love watching that one.
1: I mean, I watched that from such a young age yeah. that annually they would show the Hawaii Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, they're around the world, but that one always got broadcast because mm-hmm. that's like that's the world championships. and. The people, you know, they they always show like the men's leader and then the women's leader and they go back and forth. But then they've got these other stories. It's all the
0: stories, yeah. You know,
1: because that's in Ironman and in in Tour de France and the Olympics, all these crazy things. There's always the stories Mm. that pull people in. And yes, you want to see like who's the fastest, who's the craziest. But then it's the story of the guy who's finishing six hours behind the leader. Mm -hmm. And you're cheering as hard for them as you are for the leader. And you're sitting in your living room and the race happened a few weeks weeks ago, and and you're still screaming at the TV, like, cross the finish line before midnight. I remember growing up with that. (laughs) So the whole idea that, like, there was any sort of limit on what you could do just didn't make any sense. Like, you can physically do whatever you want to Mm -hmm. do. So... Why not run whatever crazy yeah, but distance you a want? a lot
0: of people would look at that and say, well, they can do it. It's an us versus them kind of thing. Ooh, that's dangerous. You know, people don't always internalize that. Like, just seeing other people do it is not the same as them. And I know I fell into that trap for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, yeah, that's cool. They could do it. But, you know, I'm not a runner. I, I, I could never do something like that. Or I wouldn't want to do something like that. That was another thing that I would tell myself, too. Yeah. You know, I would limit myself because cause I, I hated running, you <laughs> <laughs> there was that thing.
1: Um, Look at these idiots on TV. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, why would they do that to themselves? You know, that kind of thought was in my mind as well. But, like, once I, I did see that and I was like, I wonder – like, it was just this wonder that just popped into my brain and I was just kind of like, hmm, I wonder if I could do this. I think I might try. You know, and it was just that that just inkling that just kind of popped in and then it's like, all right. And then it after that, I mean – clearly life just changed i mean it really yes. did like i mean i i became a runner after at that moment basically. that was a
1: slippery slope
0: <laughs> very slippery that i am still sliding down you know down 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 i, so.
1: I, I got a friend who stopped running for a while it <laughs> was not finding the joy in running anymore and took yeah. some time off from his finding other things and just recently got back into it mm-hmm. and uh I said, Careful you might start to enjoy it again. He goes, I know, it's dangerous, it's a slippery path.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. And so once you start to see the possibilities, your life can truly change because you can then take success in any area of your life and then apply that to other areas of your life. Well, you know, if I can do it here, then what does that mean if I actually put more effort forth in that area of my life? Like,
1: yeah, this is the whole runners do hard things, Yeah, but runners do hard things, not just in running. Mm -hmm. And this has been something that, that I've struggled with before of I can push myself really hard in races. I can push myself really hard in workouts and stuff, but how, how well do I apply that over to other aspects of my life? And I think this, if you can really tie into what success is and say, look at, look at what I can physically put myself through and then realize that running is way more than physical. Look at what I can mentally overcome I can do that in any area of my life that I want. Success is all inside of me. I can do anything I want. I'm a freaking superhero. Look at this. I'm in charge of my success. (laughs) Like... I'm going to be happy with what I have, and I'm going to strive for more. Does that mean I'm going to go run more miles? Yeah, sure. Does that mean I'm going to go for that promotion? Sure, it does. Write a book? Got it. Like, whatever it is that you want to do that might be, God, I don't know how I could do that. Sure you do, because you already ran a marathon, Mm -hmm. because you already got up off the couch and ran a 5K, and you didn't think you could run to the end of the street. Like, whatever that physical thing is, and running then took it way into the mental aspect because you had to overcome all these self-doubts. If you can take that and apply it to life, your success in all areas of life is now going to be off the charts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with is seeing that carryover. Like, I think that as humans, we like to keep things in little boxes. You know, like I've got my success box here. Like, this is my running box. This is my career box. This is my parenting box. This is, you know, like we have different oh, that's boxes. That's a really
1: good way of putting it. Yes, I right? like to keep my success over here in my running box.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know... Like exactly what you said is completely true. Like if you can have success in one area of your life, you can have success in all areas of your life because this this goes back to our identity at the beginning. You are a successful person. It's not that you are a successful runner. That's just one part of who you are. You are a successful person. So if you have success in running, that means you know what it takes to work hard in that, which means that you know how you know, how to work hard in anything. Like if it's going to be difficult for you to get a promotion at work because you know you're going to have to put in more hours, you know you're going to have to learn skills that you don't currently have, you can do those things. You have the capability to do all of those things because you've already proven it in other areas of your life. And because you are a successful person, that can apply to every area of your life.
1: Right. You're far more than numbers on a clock crossing a finish line, miles logged, because you're more than simply a runner. You're a runner. That's pretty friggin' awesome to begin with, but that's just one aspect of you. Mm-hmm. Success in that area is not then limited to success in that in just that area. Success in that area says you're a successful person. Apply that across the board. You are filled with limitless potential. Mm -hmm. Be successful in any area that you want. Wherever you want to apply your effort, that's where your next level of super success is coming because that's what you're capable of.
0: And I think that this can go in the opposite direction too. You know, For those of you that might doubt your running ability or that might doubt your capability of being successful at running where else in your life have you had success? Like there's be- there's something, okay? You can figure out one area of your life where you have had success at some point in time. Maybe you don't feel it right now. You know, we're all quarantined. We all are just trying to survive and keep our heads afloat. But there has <laughs> holding been- Holding on
1: by my fingernails till the end of the school year.
0: <laughs> there has been a time in your life where you have had success in something, however big or small, it doesn't matter. So if you've had success in any other areas of your life, you can then apply those things to running, okay? It works both ways here, and that's some of the beautiful things about all of this.
1: Right, but then there's the flip side of striving for more can sometimes lead to fear, Mm -hmm. and this... I mean, if you're fearful, it's tough to continue striving. And there's a few reasons where this this fear comes.
0: And this is where we like to self-sabotage ourselves. Oh, 100%. Self-sabotage ourselves. Self-sabotage ourselves. That was redundant and repeated itself.
1: Yes, it did. Um, That's (laughs) that's my joke. Um, So if you've already decided that that goal that you set out for yourself is out of reach then you're going to completely blow off the plan. Right. Like, here's my goal. Oh, man, that'd be an awesome goal. Here's the plan of how to get to it. But in the back of your head, you're like, that goal's impossible. Yeah. I can't possibly reach that level of success. How committed are you going to be to that plan? Mm-hmm. Like, you are only going through the motions of creating a plan. The first time that plan gets a little bit rough you're derailed and off of the plan. Like, there's several reasons why you may have decided that it's it's out of reach. Maybe you feel as though it literally is a physically impossible goal for you, mm-hmm. that you can't possibly achieve that, that that's, that's for somebody else. You might feel unqualified for it. Maybe you're unprepared for what would come afterwards. Like, if you achieve that goal, what the heck do you do next? <laughs> like, I don't know I'm I'm unprepared for that level of success mm-hmm. so I don't even want to have that level of success I'm happy with where I am because I already made it to that level of success mm-hmm. I'm happy with what I've got I've got good gratitude I'm going to strive for more but oh boy, what if I actually get that? Then what do I do? Yeah. That's terrifying.
0: Well, because you just have to continue to reimagine something else. Like you've already come up with this goal. Like you don't know what the next goal is because you're not there yet. Like so you haven't achieved this one. It's it's hard to sometimes see what's beyond that.
1: Yes. Yes, it's hard to see what's beyond that. Um, and then there's the other aspect of... If I go and get that goal, is it going to change my relationship with the people around me? Oh, yeah. Which is real dangerous. Like, if you don't have a great support crew, like, are the people around you going to be jealous? Are the people around you actually going to cheer you on? Are you going to leave some of these people behind? Like what's going to happen if Mm -hmm. you take yourself to a whole nother level? There are so many reasons that people can get nervous around trying to achieve super high level goals. And so boom, self-sabotage, throw the fear in, look at the plan and be like, I don't know how much I really want to be committed to that plan. You know, the plan would get you there, but you don't really know if you want to be there. You haven't fully committed that there is the place that you want to go. You think it is. You put it out there as a goal. It sounds like an awesome goal, but in your her- your head, you're not f- fully sure that that goal actually is happiness. Is that goal going to be more happiness than what you've got? Because you've built up gratitude for where you are. And so something different automatically sort of stirs up this feeling of fear inside of you.
0: Mm-hmm. And and you know fear and anxiety are really just an emotion at something that hasn't happened yet, right? That's really what anxiety is. Anxiety is is a feeling. It's an emotion um, over a future event. Okay, like it's it's something that hasn't happened yet that we. Can't control, right? Because it hasn't even happened yet. It's not even here in the present. So when you are fearful, when you have that, that feeling of anxiety, you need to realize that what you're feeling right now in the present is something, you know, you're, you're feeling that about a future event that you have no control over and that's not happening to you right now. So there really is no point in having that fear and anxiety right now because you don't even know A, if that thing will occur, or B, what's going to happen once it does occur? Like the the example that you just gave about the fear of leaving other people behind. You don't know for sure that that's going to happen. Is it a possibility? Sure. But are you going to actually sabotage yourself and not achieve something that you want in your life because of the possibility that that thing might happen? You know, like you don't, you're not even guaranteed that it will. And so one thing you can do for that, like for just anxiety in general, And, um, I've learned this from lots of different readings and things that I've done is telling yourself, like, I don't have to deal with that yet because it's not here yet. That's a future event. You don't have to deal with that yet. Like you'll deal with that once you get there, you know, once you actually see the outcome, once you get the result, then you'll deal with that. But that's not something that you have to deal with right now.
1: Right. And I mean, a big part of that is pulling in fear, which tends to be very sort of subconscious to your conscious brain and thinking about where that fear comes, com- comes from because time doesn't exist very well in your subconscious. Right. So you could be flashing back to a previous event that you're connecting to this like, oh, this is going to turn out like that other thing because right. they're, they're the same. They're not. They're different events. Or it's going to turn out this way in the future. And who knows? That's in the future. You can only take care of what's happening right now. Right. Like uh, your old softball coach used to say.
0: Best day of my life. Best day of my life. Yeah.
1: He, had, he has no control over what's happening tomorrow and can't change what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Today's the best day of my life.
0: Yeah. That's what that's what he would say every single time you asked him. Like, hey, coach, how are you doing today? Best day of my life. Like, that was his go-to answer every single time. And, I mean, you just got to have a lot of respect for that. And so, yes, it's satisfaction over the present, but it's not like he was coaching us to just be mediocre, you know, like at that time, like he was still coaching us to strive for more, to become better players by doing what we could right now. So you can control your fear and anxiety by taking charge of the situation that you are in right now. Like you have no control over what's going to happen in the future and you have no more control about what already happened in the past. The past already happened. You cannot go back and change it. So if you had things in the past that you were not successful in, that doesn't mean that you can't be successful moving forward. But you can right now control the effort level that you're putting in to whatever goal it is that you've decided you want to strive for next.
1: Right. You have to take... Take your, your own effort level into account. Say, I'm going to go all in on this thing because you are completely worthy of success. Greatness is inside of all of you. Everyone listening, you are full of greatness. It's Say all there. of us because it's you of too. us. I was saying everybody listening.
0: Yeah, but you too.
1: I know. I often don't listen to myself.
0: I know. You need to... Like, <laughs> this is one of those messages I think that we all need to hear. This
1: is one of those messages we need to repeat a lot. And it's it's... It sounds cheesy to say, I am filled with greatness. But if you woke up every day and said, I am filled with greatness and today's going to be an incredibly successful day. How awesome is that day going to be? Right. Like it just is. Like if you wake up with that mind frame, it's going to be a, such a better day than to wake up and be like, "Ugh, what do I have to get through today? Like today's going to be successful and I know it because I'm full of greatness and so is everybody around me. Let's see how great we can make this day. Okay. So that's part of it. Um, you know, You know that the people that you love and want to be surrounded with, the people that you should be surrounded with, they're going to cheer you on. Like you're not leaving these people behind. People put this fear up of like, oh, this dear person to me, I'm going to leave them behind or they won't understand. If they really love you, they're coming on the journey with you. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to be there. And if they're not coming on the journey with you, you got to question how much they should have been there in the first place. And And that's a tough one.
0: Well, I mean, maybe not where, if they should have been there in the first place, but whether or not they deserve to be on the journey with you moving forward too, you know, like there are some people in, in our lives. And I think this is a hard pill that I've had to swallow a lot in the past, um, is that sometimes relationships are temporary. You know, sometimes people are put in our lives, um, for a period of time and they're not supposed to be there forever. You know, they come into our life, they serve a purpose. Um, there are lessons that we learn, there are. You know, good things, good things, bad things, and lots of in-between things. But not every single person that you ever come into contact with, even those that you think you're close to, like even some family or some friends, um, they they might not be there forever. They might not be forever friends. They might only be temporary. And that is really hard to accept a lot of times. But if they aren't cheering you on, if they don't want you to be successful – I think it is important for you to question whether or not that person deserves to be in your life
1: or, you know, how important their role in your life is, because I'm yes. not saying to blow off family members because they're not cheering you on. Well, and
0: we're not saying to cut people out either, Right. but yeah, limit the influence that they have.
1: Yes. That's the thing is give them the appropriate influence on your mental state. Mm-hmm. If you got, if you got a whole bunch of friends and family around that are just like, I don't know, this is my crazy runner friend, they're coming up with all sorts of weird dreams, you don't need to take their output and and absorb all of it. Like the message that they're putting out, the negative thoughts that they're putting out, you do not have to take those all in. You can still interact with that person without absorbing everything that they they put out into the world.
0: Yeah, because the cool thing about it too is that If you say, okay, you know, say, I love you um, and I respect you, but I'm gonna do it anyway. And a lot of times, maybe they're not with you right at the beginning on your journey, and then they see that you're gonna do it anyway, and they're like, oh, well, I guess they better get on board, and then you know maybe it takes them a little bit longer. You know, maybe they're just maybe they're not gung ho right at the beginning. So it's like you shouldn't necessarily just cut people out of your lives. Like that's not what we're advocating here. But we're saying okay, sometimes people need a little bit longer to jump on board, and sometimes they're not going to, and that's okay too. Um, then you're then you're going to need to find some more people. You're going to find your tribe, you know that that yeah. are going to support you and love love you hard and and be there for you as you s- strive for more and more levels of success in your life.
1: All right, so the the takeaway here is you can control that fear by looking at the situation, dealing with the current time period, okay? Not off in the future, not relying on the past, but the current time period and how you can best move from where you're at to where you want to head. What is the best plan? How can that plan be adjusted to fit you? And then ride that plan out to your greatest levels of
0: success. Right. And then once you get there, then you reevaluate. Okay. And you don't have to worry about that until you get there. Okay. Like, And if if you don't get there right away, then you reevaluate again. You know, after that cycle, you'll reevaluate and say, okay, is this still the best plan for me to be on or do I need to make some adjustments to, to make it better? You know, like there's a lot of things that we learn along the way. Like, oh, okay, that didn't work so well. This, I, I already know that I should have done X, Y, and Z or A, B, and C, like whatever it is. Like you learn as you go. And so if you're constantly learning, if you're constantly just trying to strive for more, you will achieve success. Your success is inevitable as long as you stay on the path of, Follow the plan and don't give up. All right, guys. So that wraps up what we've got for you this week. As always, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you being here. If you want some more guidance, if you want a plan that works for you, we have opened our Real Life Runners Training Academy For a few days for you to join us, we hope that you will. You can go over to yourrunningplan.com to sign up. We have monthly membership options and then also an annual um, option where you get discount. You basically get two months free if you decide to sign up for our annual membership plan. Um, And we have in there, um, in our Real Life Runners Training Academy, we've got everything that you need for success, okay? We've got lessons to teach you about mindset and beliefs Effort levels and pacing, strength training, mobility, running form, breathing, recovery, nutrition, setting goals that are right for you. And we also have a library of training plans that are based on your goals, your experience level, your mileage, different days of the week.
1: Right. The the structure available to you from the Real Life Runner Training Academy, it's it's really well created there because Angie helped create a lot of structure. I personally helped resist a lot of the structure. <laughs> that's that's where I put in my role. No, but... <laughs> you created
0: a lot of amazing training plans. Right.
1: And because ultimately it's having, having a structure, having some framework that you have the best chance of reaching the highest levels of success. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're here for is to help you reach your highest levels of success. So if you're interested in the training academy, it's only open for a few more days. Check out your running Yes. And it
0: also includes a private members only Facebook group and live coaching calls with us on a weekly basis. Okay? Oh yeah.
1: Live coaching calls. Those are fun. And,
0: and, and this is the thing, you know, like yes, you need a plan you need structure but having other people that are there to support you and also having coaches to support you when things come up that you're like I don't know what to do in this situation like I just missed a week of my training plan what do I do those are the kinds of questions that we are there to answer and help guide you through and and quite fr- frankly that kind of guidance is priceless like having other people that know what they're talking about to help guide you when things are uncertain is hugely important and I know that I've found that in my life you know having a coach, luckily it's my husband, um, has been super helpful in helping me to achieve the running goals that I've wanted to set for myself. So check it out today at yourrunningplan.com. This has been the Real Life Runners Podcast, episode number 141. Now get out there and run your life.